0: Is it better to call out a narcissist and tell them what's what? Is it better to actually show them that you know that you know that they're being abusive? Is it better to actually do that or is it better to go no contact? Is it better to gray rock or yellow rock? What is actually going to help take away that reaction of them getting supply? you see a lot of people think that supply is something that is only a certain way like i'm giving the narcissist supply because i spend so much time with him because i love him so much because i give him sex like whatever it might be there's this aspect of thinking supply only looks a certain way and when we lock ourselves into this thought that supply is all this positive good admiration stuff to another person it makes you fit into this mold of only thinking one reality exists which is not the case you see, when we talk about narcissism, we're talking about this aspect of the narcissist wanting to get a reaction out of you. Like, I would want to get a reaction out of other people that I was with. Sometimes it was just for fun. Like, I wanted to get a reaction to see how they would respond. Sometimes I wanted to get a reaction because I knew I could get a certain response from them. I could piss them off. I could make them happy. I could piss them off and then make them happy. Like, back and forth all the time of trying to get a select response. Sometimes people think, well, I'm going to tell the narcissist exactly what I think. I'm going to throw this at them. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to yell at them about this. I'm going to say this. And they think that what they're doing is cutting the narcissist down so they won't actually keep abusing them anymore or they won't keep coming after them. However, the majority of the time, that's not the case. You have to understand we talk about supply, like getting something from another person. The narcissist is looking at any form of attention as being a form of supply. So you can say, hey, I love you. And you could also say, hey, I hate you. Oftentimes, the narcissist will take both of those sentences and turn it around to tell themselves that you're still infatuated with me. You still love me. You still are obsessed with me. Switching it around so that they're still the center of attention. I would do this all the time. No matter how upset the other person was, it still came back to me, to everything being about me. So you just understand that supply can be both positive and negative. Like the whole aspect of supply is getting a reaction, getting a response from another person. So you, you start yelling and screaming and you're like, I told them what? You might not have. You might have just given a reaction and giving that person supply. So then what do you start doing? A lot of times people start calling out the narcissist, thinking like, if I call them out, they'll figure it out, they'll stop it, etc. cetera. Oftentimes that doesn't happen like nothing actually changes. If anything, it typically gets worse. Now you have a narcissist that will say like, Hey, that wasn't me. They'll deny it. They'll deflect it. Like they'll be like, why are you attacking me? They'll become the victim. All these things will happen in the relationship that makes you feel crazy. Like it makes you feel like, wait a second. Like, was I actually abusive? Like, did I actually treat him wrong? Was I the reason why he cheated? Was I the reason why he left? Maybe I'm actually the toxic one. Maybe I'm the abusive one. Like, if you're struggling with that, like, reach out for help. Like, that's how we help people every single day to break free of that thought process. You can go to escapetoxicity.com, a seven day challenge for $7 to help you understand if you're the narcissist or not, what reactive abuse looks like, what the guilt and the shame looks like. Like, before I forget, I just wanted to tell you that because so many people get locked into this thought process of like, maybe I'm the toxic one. Maybe I'm the one that hurt him. Maybe I'm the one that abused. Maybe I'm the one. And a lot of times people get it confused. I had a client that reached out to me the other day and was messaging me on social media. Like first time and it was like, hey, this is what's going on. Like I feel awful. Like I'm crying. I'm upset. And I feel like I'm the abusive one because I'm searching through his phone. I'm trying to figure out. I caught him like having affairs, all this kind of stuff. And she'd been so twisted around by the narcissist that she would believe that she was the narcissist. She believed she was the toxic one. And like sitting down and walking through and I'm like, I don't see it. Like, I don't see it at all. You don't have the characteristics. You don't have the traits. You don't have the, the lack of empathy. You don't have all these things. Like, you're actually just more being traumatized by a toxic person. How many of you can relate? If you can, leave a comment down below so other people understand, hey, this is what's actually going on. Because you feel crazy. Like, you feel like you don't actually know what's right, what's wrong, what's up, what's down. And that leaves you in a place of immobilization. And as a result, you don't move. You don't change. You don't do anything. You just sit and wait, hoping that it's going to get better. It's not. If it hasn't gotten better already, then you need to start looking at yourself. What do you need to change? What do you need to grow? What do you need to develop? Oftentimes, when people are starting to develop themselves, they start doing a process first off typically called yellow rock. Now, you've heard yellow rock and you've heard gray rock. Yellow rock is typically the idea of gray rock. as just a little bit more friendly. Okay. Uh, I don't really like yellow rock or gray rock. I don't really think that they work very effectively and consistently. Um, And yellow rock just, yeah, it just doesn't really connect with me. But anyways, yellow rocking is the idea of, Hey, I'm going to give you like short responses that are not going to lead the conversation anywhere, but I'm still going to be friendly about it, but I'm still going to be firm. And this whole aspect keeps going back and forth of like, Hey, I'm actually trying to set boundaries. Yellow rocking doesn't always communicate that very well, uh, because sometimes it's under the guise of just being friendly and avoidant of the actual problem, the actual situation. A lot of times with yellow rocking, all it does is it keeps leading on the narcissist and it doesn't really get you free. Uh, it could be maybe a tool to be able to use during a period of time while you work on your exit strategy, but until you actually leave, like that is still going to perpetuate the abuse. Then we have gray rocking. Now, gray rocking is more like short, curt, like almost like unfriendly. Side note, if you're going to court with a narcissist about custody, about anything like that, do not use gray rocking, okay? Because gray rocking oftentimes for the court systems can look like you're being abusive, can look like you're being rude and mean. So when we talk about gray rocking, it's this idea of like, hey, did you do this? Yes. Hey, like, why'd you do this? Sure. Like it's it's really small comments and responses for like when the narcissist is like raging out on you. I can't believe you actually did that. Okay. and then. Okay, and and what this does is starts to take away some of their fire. It starts to take away like some of like what they're actually trying to throw out there. This is not really sticking anymore. Like they're throwing shit on the wall and it's not sticking on you anymore because you're not accepting it. There's a big difference. Now, side note, the reason why I said I do not like gray rocking is because a lot of times I see like 50% of the time, like it only works half of the time. Uh, A lot of times when people start using gray rocking in the relationship, it becomes a power dynamic of the narcissist has been used to triggering you for such a long period of time and you stop being triggered, they're like, well, must be losing my touch. So I got to ramp it up even more. So then they get more aggressive, more violent, more rage, more yelling, screaming in your face, all these different things to try to get a reaction out of you. So a lot of times when we see people try to use gray rock, it only gets worse. So that's the piece you have to take in to accountability of like, okay, Will this actually get worse? If I start doing it, what am I actually seeing? Because you want to be careful. Like I don't want to ever recommend something that is going to ultimately hurt you or hurt the hurt, um, like the family members or the people around. Like I want to make sure you're safe in doing it. I haven't seen gray rock consistently be safe. Okay. When you're dealing with custody, when you're dealing with the children children and things like that in between the relationship, I want to say use the Biff method instead of yellow rocking or instead of the gray, gray rocking. BIF method is talking about a format and a way to be able to phrase the conversation, to be able to phrase the text, the emails, so that you're grounded and they're not sucking you in into their toxic environment. BIF stands for brief, informative, friendly, and firm. So it's a way that you're actually communicating with the other person that keeps you centered on how you're communicating and the direction you're going with that. So you're brief and making sure that the conversation doesn't drag on. You're not giving these long responses, but you're not giving these two word responses either. Informative means you're focusing just on the facts. You're not bringing in any emotion any feelings. None of those matter to the narcissist. And typically those will just tick them off even more because your emotions and feelings typically have been an inconvenience to them. So don't bring those in because you won't be able to fight with them that way. You won't be able to logic with them that way. So brief has to be short information. So like only dealing with the facts of the, of the situation friendly. Okay. Now with this, it doesn't mean flirty and it doesn't mean you're establishing a relationship just means common courtesy. Okay, when you think of this, think of how you'd be talking to a complete stranger that you meet alongside the street and you're just like, hey, what's going on? Okay, like you're, you're going to say like maybe good morning, good afternoon, but it's not going to lead any farther because it's brief, right? And then firm means you're actually sticking to your boundaries, making sure that that person is not pushing you even farther. Now, if you're in a child custody situation, parent agreement, like what you're gonna be doing is typically a copy-paste method, especially if you have a written agreement. Written agreements are amazing. If you're going through mediation, don't do that, just go straight to divorce. If you're going through mediation or divorce, get it all in writing, every single bit communication, the times, who can call who, how many times they can call, whatever it might be, get every single piece in there. How you're going to communicate through email, through text, through third-party app, whatever it's going to be, make sure it is clearly scripted out. Then when that person tries to deviate off of it, all you do is you go back to the agreement, you copy and paste the agreement, and you send it to them. You do this over and over and over again. The reason why a lot of times narcissists keep coming back to the person is because they get a different response. Imagine if you gave the same exact response for a year. Eventually, people start getting it through their heads. Now, some people are like, well, I tried that. A lot of people have not tried it consistently. Typically, people think they're consistent when they do it for a day or a week or maybe a month, but we're talking consistency that the narcissist knows over a period of time that every time I try to trigger in this one area, it never works, and I only get this response. If you do this, it's going to help you greatly. Now, the reason why a lot of times we say go no contact, one, it's for you and it's for your healing. And then two, like when you go no contact, it gives you the capacity to start healing and to start moving forward into who you're actually called to be. Typically, if you don't go no contact, there's this aspect of reactivating your trauma every single day that doesn't give you the capacity or the space to be able to develop a healthy relationship for you. The reason why we also say go no contact is because narcissists typically aren't willing to respect your boundaries. So as a result, you say, hey, I'm not comfortable with how you're talking to me, and they don't change that ever, then you're like, okay, it makes sense. Now I need to leave. So when you're dealing with a narcissist, you have to understand you can yellow rock, but it typically won't work. And then you go to gray rock and that might make it worse. You can go no contact and that'll help you actually fully heal. If you're dealing with kids, you're trying to work through that, use the BIF method, brief, informative, friendly, and firm. And last but not least, if you don't know where you're at, you can reach out for help. You can contact me in the, in the links down below, uh, rawmotivations.com slash one-on-ones, or you can go into escapetoxicity.com, start the seven day challenge for $7, start to see what we're about and how we can actually help you to grow, change, heal, and develop.